0: Whoa, I think I just figured something out, Beavis. Uh, What? (laughs) This sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it really sucks. (laughs) This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. It's that time of the week again. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop! It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris as they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. You had time to waste, and I'm not sorry. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth,
1: you as well as the music of today.
0: So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Digital Kill the Radio Star starts
1: Alright everybody, welcome back to the Digital Kill the Radio Star podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, David, and the other host of this show is my good buddy Chris Craig. Mr. Craig, how are you?
0: Hey man, how are you doing?
1: I am well. I am well. What's been going on? Oh not much. Same old man. Life. What about yourself? Oh, uh, the same. The same. Um so uh we have a fun podcast scheduled for everybody this week, don't we?
0: Yeah, we do. Definitely gonna be something different and I uh, and I hope people will get a kick out of it. We haven't we haven't done anything like this before.
1: Me too. As far as new music, um I'm still listening to that Ryan Adams Big Colors album a lot. I listened to it all the way through yesterday driving you know I am too.
0: I uh, it, it is we talked about this this uh, last time I guess about a w- couple weeks ago that this is an early this is a an early frontrunner for album of the year and here we are uh, officially at the halfway point now I mean Ju- June 30th and right now it probably is my number one and I I'm listening to it a lot still and I I, I think after living with it for for several weeks now. I mean, it's definitely for me one of the best records he's put out. Yeah, I
1: agree. Definitely it's, for me it's like a top three. Um I you
0: know, I said that to our to our mutual buddy, um, Kate, the other night. I uh it's exactly what I said. I, I think I'd probably put this top three. You know, I it's a hard one for me. Uh, and I say that, and who knows, maybe it'd be five, in top top five, but uh, Jacksonville City Knights is there and I know it's not an album of original materials, but I gotta, I gotta consider 1989 in there. Um, I'm big on love as hell. You know, I do like a lot of that. Uh, and the other albums I would definitely give consideration to would be uh, Heartbreaker, Gold. Um, I really liked uh, Prisoner. I mean, really liked that. That's probably gun to my head right now. Right now, I might would go this new one prisoner in 1989 and uh that's saying something you know that's a that's later catalog i listened to 1989. 1989 after i
1: listened to uh big colors all the way through too i had about six hours of driving yesterday so
0: yeah it's it's a it's a great record but i mean we just named we went through a lot of them and i know we talk about he he puts out a whole lot and sometimes there's some filler but the records i'm naming there's not really a lot of filler there and um you know, I, I like that, that, uh, self-titled one, A ton. That was excellent. That song, Kim, man, mm-hmm. that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: what sp- else you listen so,
0: to? Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Keep suppo- staying that subject. I went supp- too
1: soon. Supposedly, he's got a double album coming out the end of this year called Chris, which I think is going to be about his brother who passed away.
0: Oh, yeah. You said that. You said that last time we talked. Um, you know, there's double albums. I mean, I, I know you loved uh, Cold Roses and that's code roses is, is it's not is me. not really
1: a, so it's not te- it's not really a double album it has enough songs to fit on one he just wanted to put out a double album that's what okay. he said so uh but who knows this one you know a double album for him could be 25 songs
0: yeah you're but, right but no they, he's put out a lot of great material and uh i know you and I were just talking about him before we started and um you know i, I uh Without getting too much into it, I, I yeah, I'm ready I, I I would I would be willing to go back and I'm ready to see him out on the road again myself. That's just me personally. And it's okay if I, if that's not somebody's same opinion and they want to cancel him and all that, I'm I don't know. I, I I'm ready to see him back. When I when I saw the last show he did with the Cardinals,
1: if I'm ranking my concert experiences it's number two of all time.
0: Well, you know, one of my, I don't know where it would rank, but one of the best shows I've seen of the last, let's say, five years anyway, was when he was touring, um, when he was touring the Prisoner album and saw him at the Beacon Theater in New York. That was an amazing show, amazing show. And, I, and I've seen him several times, and one time I saw him, he was clearly um, in a very altered state. And, uh, he was sloppy to, to say the least. And then another time I saw him was, uh, oh man, what's the one that, uh, it was one of the, I can't think of the name of the album had a uh, Halloween head on it. Oh, that he, was the,
1: uh, one that had like good night Rose on it.
0: Yeah. He Paper, was touring Paper
1: tiger. He
0: was touring that album and it was just a terrible set list. But when I saw him, when I saw him, on, and then I saw him too, at a at a music festival and he was good that night, but that prisoner chore, man, his set list was just on point.
1: Yeah. So hopefully that double album comes out soon. I'm, I'm excuse. I mean, this one was so good. Um, Chris, why don't you tell
0: people what we're going to do on this podcast and what we're going to do for the next month? Okay. Well, Hey, by the way, I just, I I did want to say something too, before we get going and and hold that thought and I'm, and I'm going to introduce it, but I do want to say, um, we talked about on this podcast. You and I have a lot about, uh, wanting live music back. And I know you've been able to see a few shows and I was luckier than most, as we talked about with Dale Watson all through the pandemic. I could go to his, he owns a bar here in Memphis. I go see him, but finally got to see a true rock sold out rock and roll show, American aquarium last Wednesday. And was it that I was so hungry for a show or was it one of the best times I've seen them live? Uh, I think the latter, because I think what we talked about, I think the energy, it was the second night of the tour, and he's, P.J. Barham's always always an intense performer, but man, he was on fire that night, and uh, set list was excellent, and welcome back live music, I just had to get that part out. So it was packed? Yeah, now it's seated in there, it's tables, and... This is not a hey we're still coming out of the pandemic thing. The you know I saw Sunvolt for a uh, ticketed show back I guess it was about 2 years ago and it was the same way. That's just the way they do shows there, which is really cool cuz it's not overly crowded, there's not standing. You get a table, get dinner, do what you want. Shows are typically a little bit early. Uh, great 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 place to see a live show. You just the the downside is you get you get a table and you got to get there Got to get there early. The doors opened at seven, and we got there at six o'clock. Luckily, it wasn't a super hot day. But you got to get there to make sure you get a good table. Oh, they don't actually sell the table. They do sell the table, but they're not assigned. Hmm. That's the thing. So you could you're you're going to get a table. You paid for one, but it may be the worst table in the place if you're not there in time. But uh, anyway, great great show. Is that is that the place where we met Jerry Lawler? yeah it is yeah so you've been there i <laughs> yeah. forgot you've been there so it's i mean you've seen it's a cool place and that that was different that was that was a standing room thing um and seated when they're just regular bar nights going and not national acts that's the way it is but i think for all of their their national acts that are you know their touring acts that's what they um they play that that setting and i'll be seeing sunbolt again here in september there
1: well, I guarantee you, Jay Farrar won't bring the same amount of energy.
0: No, he will not. But he'll play good songs, so okay. That I at least have that. Um, and by the way, I, I will say this too: where we've kind of we've talked about BJ Barham and, and being a uh, just a very angry guy, very angry guy on on Twitter. And he, uh, I tell you though, you meet him, he is just the nicest, humble guy, and. He uh, now I've seen him from the beginning where he's playing the 20 people and fans breaking down. Now he's playing a sold-out show in a tour bus, and he still comes out after every single show and says, I want to shake your hand. I want to hug you. I want to thank you. And uh, I think that's really cool of him. It's how you build a fan base. Even though he still does, he does a VIP, but he still... It's, it's kind of weird. It's like, I'll do a VIP, but... If people are willing to pay, but I'm going to meet you anyway. You
1: did know, you, if you want to meet me. Did you do the VIP? No, I didn't. Have you ever done a meet and greet?
0: No, I sure haven't. I had to think about that. It's all the rage these days. Well, I've done more. I take that back. I've done one, but we got comped these. That was when, um, Carrie Kelly was playing with Alice Cooper and he comped us to see, to, to meet Alice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll, we'll get back to what we were talking about. Why don't you explain so, it? So well, so David and I, if, if you listen to this last time we did this show, um, we, uh, at the end, I don't know how, but I don't remember how you might, but something came up, I think it was David mentioned something about a band heat and, uh, and then Heat came up. Heat was going, and Crocus was coming up. And next thing you know, we're just getting fired up over how bad these bands are. And we got off, and we started talking about, man, we should do something with this. And uh, and we were both in agreement, and then I just kind of took it to another level. And I said, well, man, why don't we do a month? And we're, we're still not certain on the topics, but where we're going with this is, and I don't know what you're going to call this, because true story. Uh, Steve, uh, BC, BB, you, you guys, Dylan, you guys listening to this, harder than hell, true story. I told David, what we're going to do, we're going to call this Best of the Worst. And I'll be damned if you guys didn't just a few days later release an episode called Best of the Worst. So now we're going to look like a ripoff artist if we use it. So we have to come up with something different. We'll be
1: the great that- event Fleet of podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, So we're going to, we've got a few different ideas that we're going to do with um, these other weeks of of, uh, July, but for the first one, we just started, David and I started throwing ideas back and forth that we'll take some bands that are pretty well known and are pretty popular, and we're going to pick, but we think they suck. I mean, full disclaimer, we think they're terrible. Some of them we're not real familiar with, in fairness. Uh, I'll be honest, I wasn't familiar with most of these. And, but what I'd heard, I was um, anything but a fan. And so we picked some, we, picked, we, we agreed on five different bands, and then we thought, you know, Heat, they, um, they helped us come up with this idea, and I know they're not big, but they inspired it. So it's now, only deserving that they get a spot on this list. Now we're going to have six. Yes, so yeah, we're gonna we pick six albums and we uh, we did our due diligence. We looked at what we thought were the you know the if not the best one of the one of the top albums by these bands and using um, that
1: term loosely.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about these albums and um, you'll find out if we liked them, if we didn't, and find out what we thought about uh, in some cases, uh, songwriting lyric writing um should be interesting so we say we give it a go <laughs> what did you pick the first album well i'm gonna go with the first one i have on my list and this is the band another one we talked about on that episode this is the band crocus crocus is a uh, all i really knew about them is they were a band from switzerland and i remember when i was in switzerland there was this huge poster of them in a music store even now but if you think about it i guess it makes sense That's probably the biggest band that ever made it out of switzerland Uh, somebody can tell me otherwise but we picked the head picked the album headhunter which i think may be their debut and really the main reason i i I went with this this one is because i think this may be the only one i didn't necessarily look and see what's like the top album i picked this one because um it had their biggest song on it It it's the biggest song itunes or apple music it's uh got a song you always see on on if if you're watching metal mania david i can't remember if that's vh1 or mtv 2 or 3 or 84 whatever it is whichever one will play videos once you know every few weeks um and they play this video and i just always think man this band's terrible they look terrible um the stage (laughs) presence is terrible the singer is terrible, so this would be a great one to use. So, David and I haven't given any real back and forth on how we're going to do this. Um, David, did you do? Did you get make a little comment or two for each song? Not every song, just some songs. Okay, well, I'll give you just a quick little rundown of mine. I'll make. I, I won't go too fast, and maybe I'll even skip a few. Just um, let's start with Headhunter, first song. On this one I thought the guitar intro I thought it sounded pretty good um, good kind of classic early 80s metal and uh, but then that opening screen comes in and it's just cringeworthy vocals are just terrible the screams downright annoying and I thought he was a poor man's Bon Scott now when I say a poor man I mean really poor lowest of, lowest of poverty poor man's Bon Scott and um, I did think the guitar sounded pretty good, but uh, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, uh, he he starts screaming at the end, and it's, man, it's bad. Um, eat the rich. Uh, I said th- there's some really strong lyricism on this one. <laughs> eat the rich, eat the rich. Don't you know life is a bitch. That was, that was pretty good. All right, so what I put uh, on
1: that one was, <laughs> I
0: said these lyrics are laughable. It's like they have to have a song about corporate greed, so let's get the cl- cliches out for a song. <laughs> I, I said it's... a uh, Decent sounding 80s metal guitar solo. And I but I said even with a good singer, this song just wouldn't be that good. Screaming in the Night, this is the one that I said is their it seems to be their top song. So I put this, this is their top song on Apple Music. So I'm thinking this is the one you'll usually see if you're watching something like Metal Mayhem videos. The intro isn't bad, slower tempo tempo. And when he sings in a normal range, it's it's not nearly as bad, and I can almost tolerate it. And, you know, that's the way everything starts. But then he gets those high notes and those screams, and it just starts getting really, really bad. Uh, But I thought the chorus was pretty decent. Um, I thought this one, uh, I I do have a compliment. I thought it was a well-written song. I said this could have been a great Judas Priest song. And I also think a band like Dokken could have killed this and made it a good song. So there's potential in this song. Just didn't like the singer.
1: I have on here, I actually like the guitar solo in the song. The the song does have a cool groove to it, but I go the singing through the song, ouch! And then I've got my gosh, this song is long.
0: Well, they, I mean, we're kind of on the same page. I mean, there's some pretty good music to it, and it, the song has potential. I, I think it just it needed it needed. Uh, in my case, the examples I gave, Rob Halford or Don Dockin. <laughs> um, let's see what else I have on here. I mean, I know God. Well, always on Ready to Burn,
1: I have. Sounds like a by-the-numbers ACD ripoff. This song makes Greta Van Fleet
0: sound like originals. <laughs> I just put another cool-sounding guitar track. His laughing-like scream before Are You Ready? Are You Ready to Burn is just awful. So far, his worst vocal performance. So, um, let's see. Let me skim through a couple of these. See what I find. Oh, this is a good one. God, we're only skipping one song so far. But Stayed Awake All Night. I did kind of like the breakdown with the drums and the echoing guitar that progressed into the guitar solo. The only problem with the breakdown was the idiot singer is attempting a Robert Plant imitation of Whole Lot of Love. Again, decent 80s metal music. They just had a terrible singer. <laughs> you got anything else on them?
1: I only have two more. I only have notes on Standin' and Be Counted and Russian Winter.
0: Okay, go for those. I have those.
1: Stand and Be Counted. I go, this is horrendous. We don't have anything to say, so let's just sing about rock.
0: I said, I said, didn't really like, like anything about this one. Music isn't anything special, vocals are dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Russian Winter, I just go, this is a terrible Iron Maiden song. I said, man, that's a good one, David. First time, another agreement. I said, went out with, I didn't say Iron Maiden. I said, but went out with a bang. This might be the worst on the album. The music kind of had a galloping sound. The song just sucks. And needless to say, I absolutely hated the vocals. One of the... Of all the metal bands to have 80, to have success in the '80s, this guy has to be one of the worst singers. And, and I did put a positive. I put positives. Some of the music is pretty good, and I did this for every album. I didn't do positive was Just positives. Some of the music is pretty good. The guitarist is good, and the album isn't very long.
1: Right. And I put <laughs> I put on here to start off. The production on this thing is really bad. The singer's voice sounds like a second-rate '80s cover band that you would see at a pool hall.
0: I knew nothing
1: about Crocus before we did this. Nothing. I mean, I've heard the name, but I knew nothing about them.
0: Will you listen to them again? No. <laughs> all right, pick the next album. Heat's uh, gonna be last because they're like not a big band.
1: Luke crash Luke Bryan Crash My Party. Alright. I can't stand Bro Country. Like Eric Church, uh what's that, Jason Aldean? All those people. It's yeah. so it's so contrived. It is literally the third wave of hair metal with a banjo. It's so bad, uh, and this guy's voice drives me up the wall. Like
0: it oh same way same makes for me. me
1: just want to just scrape my head up against the concrete. All right, so I've got notes on some of the songs here. All right, so Give me the first one of them, the first song, "That's My Kind of Night." All right, I go. What is this obsession with rednecks and <laughs> on the weekend and blowing it out? If you notice, so many of these people mention Cash, Twitty, and Wayland, they would all laugh at these guys. And I go, <laughs> I go, I grew up in the South, and so many of these themes are foreign to me. And I put in quotes, We're going to get our love on. We're going to get our buzz on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this might be my favorite album to do so far because I already am having a good time. All right. So I'm going to go that kind of night. Luke Bryan is the Nirvana of Bro Country. Uh, I mean he is. Like Nirvana's great and grunge was great. Bro Country's terrible and Luke Bryan is terrible, but he's one of the like top like the main guys. Um so for this song I said, "Oh dear god, this is bad. Totally unlistenable. Horrible lyrics. He sounds like Gomer Pyle." <laughs> and by the way, he does sound like Gomer Pyle in the in the music, but anybody that doesn't hear it or doesn't think that YouTube Luke Bryan talking or anything Luke Bryan interview, anything like that, and if you say he doesn't and then listen go listen to Gomer Pyle. If you say he doesn't sound they don't sound a lot a lot alike, you're either lying or you really need to go see an ENT doc because they sound identical. So I said he sounds like Gomer Pyle. He must have one of the most annoying voices in the history of popular music. He doesn't deserve to speak the name Conway Twitty. I can't say enough bad things about this song. Terrible song structure. Um, it's like in sync with. Uh, it's like. Well, actually, I put this on here because I already listened to Georgia, Florida line, so I, I'll give a little bit of a teaser on that one. I said I referred to uh, Georgia, Florida, Georgia line is in sync with country instrumentation, but this is a way better example. This is terrible pop music with fiddles and a jackass singing. This has to be one of the worst hits of any format over the past 20 years. So I didn't really like that one that much. Well, the next one I have
1: is the title song. No, no, it's not the title. uh beer in the headlights. Okay. I got another song about being in the country at night, quote unquote.
0: <laughs> Boots stirring up the dirty Cottonfield concert. <laughs> I put, I honestly don't know how I'm going to get through 15 more songs. He makes Florida, Georgia line sound like George Jones. Horrendous, awful, awful lyrics. See, I disagree with you on that. I think I. They're both really, really bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What's well, a question of do you want to get your foot cut off or your whole leg, you know? <laughs> All right. So the title track, Crash My Party. I go, so
0: far, this is the best song on the album. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, unfortunately. I heard That's My Kind of Night, but I'd never heard this song, this one. It has a star next to it, so it's clearly a popular song, probably a hit. I'd rather listen to William Hung. At least (laughs) William Hung is is kind of charming. Lyrics, ain't a spot downtown that's rocking the way you rock me. Ain't a bar that can't make me buzz the way you do. I used to think I couldn't write lyrics. I guess I can't write Brian Fallon lyrics, but I can definitely write lyrics better than this.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on to roller coaster. I just got she's got me twisted like an old roller coaster, and
0: I got "Enough said." All I said is, uh, "This is better than the upbeat songs. It's significantly better than the prior three songs." That said, it still sucks. Um, I, I put uh, for we run this town. I said. Another slow one, but listening to this is like kicking a wall with toothpicks under your toenails. Surprise, surprise, more pickup trucks. (laughs) Did you have any thoughts on Drink a Beer? Oh, I do. I said, (laughs) this also has a star, so it must be a hit. It's another slow one. It's a really bad song, but the lyrics are a little better. And give this song to any of the 90s country stars, and they might have made it decent. Slow it down a little more, bit more, add some finger picking, put Travis Tritt on vocals, and I think you're onto something. But as is, with Gomer, it sucks. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs>
1: All right, so I, on some of these, I just have lyrics. On the song, Play It Again, mm-hmm. I tried to pour a little love into her Dixie cup.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I'm going to take a step back to this one, because I said, I see you. I said, for this one, okay, here we go with another upbeat one. There's nothing country about this song. That said, if Taylor Swift or Miley, F- Miley Cyrus is on vocals, then he'd probably have a good pop song. Um, let's see. Let me go through the. Oh, here's one. Oh. Blood Brothers, Shazam. This is bad. <laughs> I hate this album. I mean, I really hate it. But I'm surprised that the worst song on. I'm surprised that the worst song so far is the one that was such a big hit that even I knew it. I'll stick with Blood Brothers by Maiden or The Boss. (laughs) Um, Here's one out like that. I said, another pop song with a hillbilly voice. I'm so afraid someone is gonna walk by my office and hear me listen to this. It's embarrassing. And here's some lyrics. I wanna feel your heart go tick-tock or the rain from your hair go (laughs) drip-drop. I mean, I realize he probably didn't write this. But damn man, have some musical integrity and tell your label to shove these lyrics up your ass. This is kinda like have you ever seen the video of Jeff
1: Tweedy singing that a black eyed pea song? I don't think acoustic. Alright, you to, when you get off the phone, you've got a it's like it's some fundraiser and somebody pay and he like sometimes you listen listen to these songs you don't really pay attention to the lyrics, and like he breaks down the lyrics on this black eyed pea song and it's like this kind of bad. You know how Jeff Tweedy uh, is he's yeah. so deaf. Defric- anyway uh. Uh, I've got the last song, "Dirty Road Diary" or "Dirt Road Diary." I, I may have mistyped that. I just say this: if you want, Chris, this is what I want to tell you. If you want to know the real me, just turn the page in my Dirt Road
0: Diary. Nice, it's a good lyric. Let's see what I got. Um, "Shut it down." Another song that has elements of nineties two thousands country that is totally ruined by his voice. I'd rather listen to Waylon Jennings fart into a microphone. <laughs> um dirt road diary i said more more country redneck living tan legs and dixieland delight yeah that's what he says oh and of course more windows down man i want to see him perform in front of a hank three audience um let's give uh, uh i'll give i'll give you two more because i thought these were pretty good no i'll give you three more um let's see what is it with you forget my saying music is subjective. If you listen to this, you have horrible taste in music. music. Nothing is subjective about that. Um, better than my heart. Wait, no, hold on. Sunburnt Lips, this is what happened. How does anyone get through this album? This song is awful. Forget eye for an eye. We need to play this song and repeat in the prisons. I promise crime would go down. <laughs> and then the last I put is, your mama should have named you Whiskey. My comments, well, your mama should have named you Herpes. You make really bad music and you won't go away. Um, positives. Nothing. So, that's that's my review. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. I think since we're doing country, we need to go to Florida Georgia Line next. All right. I think and, he's going to be
0: really good on this.
1: And uh, here's my thing. Like, you hear people making fun of them kind of like they're the Nickelback of country music. And I mean, these guys should aspire to be Nickelback. Uh, <laughs> Chad Kroger could put on a master class of lyric writing. The album is called "Anything Goes." Now, I did not break down each song. Wait, we
0: did We did the wrong album. Then I did "Here's to the Good Times." Oh, we messed up. Well, I did "Anything Goes." Uh, okay, so we'll just do them okay. both. Okay because this one here's to the good times has um chris you know there's no difference between them but it has the biggest like the biggest hit song okay i know there's not a difference okay you, you you'll give some of your feedback i'll give
1: some of mine on all that. right so first of all on all almost all the songs they're you can tell they're using pro tools and they like compress the voice the 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 different singers to make it sound i don't know it's what to me it's what a lot of that country music sounds like there is literally not one redeeming quality about this album Period. It I would I would rather listen to Heat too than listen to this. This stuff is I would do. Absolutely. It's terrible. And like I've got to question anybody that likes it. You know, people say, Well, you guys listen to Poison and Warrant and all that. Yeah, we were fourteen years old. This is like grown people that have jobs that pay money to go hear this stuff. It's horrible. It's just horrible. And if you're out there listening, you like any of these bands, we still love you. We're just having some fun. But not really on this one. They're that bad. <laughs> So we,
0: we got to take offense to it. So
1: the title track, anything goes, I'll just read some of the lyrics. Alabama on the boon box, baby. About to get a little boondock crazy. Um uh, lime on the rim of that Dixie silver smoking up a faded out four by four girls heading off to the river. Yeah. Victoria's secret. Ain't no secret. No more. Um, uh, well, baby, you ain't nothing but a masterpiece swaying and sipping on that. Dos Equis. Um, yeah, so that that song's terrible. That's that's why we start the album off, and it just gets better. Because next, we have a song called Sundays, S-U-N-D-A-Z-E. <laughs> All right? I'm going to wear my flip flops, and I'm going to play some flip cup, and rock a little bit of hip hop, and haggard, and jagger, and throw a 20 on a cornhole game. If I'm lucky, I might get laid. The way it's going, the keg going to be floating uh
0: really really bad
1: girl you want to girl girl you know you're the life of the party you can stay and keep sipping bacardi stir it up as we turn on some marley if you want you can pet on my harley i'll sit you on a kitchen sink and stick the pink umbrella in your drink the way we're feeling we're gonna be gone by this evening so that's a song called sundays (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Man, I wish we had done the. I wish we had a coordinated better to have the same album, so I could. Oh, this is so we'd know more what we're talking about. This is the.
1: Uh, this is the like a Rolling Stone of the of the of the song of the album. It's called Smile. Got on my smell good. Gonna get a bottle of feel good. Shining my wheels good. You're looking real good. Take a stack of cash out. I'm about to blast out till I run the gas out. I'm going all out. All I want to see is have you to have a good time, and then, um, yeah, it just that goes downhill. And then there's another there's the one last song. All right, this is one of my favorite ones. the the song The title of the song is called "Bumping the Night." This week was long, but now it's gone. The drink is on, so fill your cup and turn the good time music on and pick up that sweet somebody, wrap your arms around this Friday night, and get a little lost in the party flow, just like a champagne bubble Just tr- juke trouble like a champagne bubble sink. I don't even know what that means. Two bottles of Bud, two speakers in the trunk, two people in love just bumping in the night. And then, uh, let's see. Yeah, it's just bad, man. It's bad. And, like, they do this thing where they try to have, like, a banjo in the background, I guess to quote-unquote say they you know, country, and like one of the songs even has like a slight rap on it, and that's all it is. It's it's literally the same thing. It's cookie, it's like the power ballads with, it's cookie cutter. We got to talk about, you know, sitting on the back of a truck, talking about Mama's casserole dish while looking up at the water tower in our cut off blue jeans, drinking cheap beer, and running away from the wheat. That's all it is. You just, you just, it's interchangeable. You just
0: swap it out. I can't tell you that here... I mean, I can tell you that without listening to that album and only listening to Here's of the Good Times, <laughs> sounds like they're the same album. I'll quote William Gallagher. I don't have to listen to <laughs> it to know I don't like it. Well, this is definitely just more, more bro country, all the same content, and it's just really, really, really bad music. And I, I honestly... Just don't know how people listen to this kind of stuff. Now, I'm going to start with a positive. The first song, Cruise, is the one I'm familiar with. And I always say this about bro country, really any kind of popular country on the radio. If I know it, it's big. It's really big. So I knew this one. And I put, if you like bro country... I can see this being a good summer song. It's not for me, but in an era of crappy bro bro country, I understand why this one was a hit and why the label put it out. I hated it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I like it, but I get, and I'm sure they probably released it right at the start of summer. Well, that's about as good as my review is going to get on this. It's all downhill from there. Um, Let's see. By song three... I just said, this is called get your shine on. I said, worst one so far, terrible song, terrible lyrics. I'm guessing this album was supposed to be a summer album. Of course it has obligatory truck mentions. Um, Here's to the good times. This is the title track. I said, let me begin by saying I'm not having a good time listening to this album. It's progressively getting worse. This is now the worst song. Um, It's just what we do. And it's, it's I T apostrophe Z. So I said, it's Z it's with a Z super cool. More truck mentions what they really do. Cause it said again, it says it's just what we do. I said, what they really do is make awful music time. Here's, here's some lyrics for you time to get your buzz on. You can tell there's a really. Is, I said, there is some really good musicianship on this album. The solo was stellar. Obviously the record label hires some of the best players in Nashville Unfortunately, it can't overcompensate for terrible songwriting and singing-slash-white-boy-rapping with overly-emphasized Southern accents. And that's the truth. There, there was really good musicians should play. You could tell they got the best on this. The, the guitarists, uh, there were some good—I say guitarists. There were probably several guitar players. But there were, some, there were probably some top-notch studio session players on this. And that did stand out to me, that the playing was good. Um, let's see hell raisin, heat of the summer it starts out daisy duke peekaboo as bad as an opening line as you will find not much to say just another repetitive repetitive bro country song about summer so is this a bro country concept album the concept being summer um let's see tell me how you like it i said I don't know if they wrote any of this album. Typically, outside songwriters write almost all the songs in Nashville. So this is the best Nashville has to offer. They couldn't at least hire a different lyricist. Sticking with the concept, trucks and drinking. I like it to be over. Um, Tip it back. I'm no genius, but before hitting play, my guess was that this was another song about drinking. I was correct. Dirt roads, porches, rocking chairs, pretty girls, drinking, partying, etc., Music is subjective. However, people who listen to this kind of music have the worst taste in music. Dayum, baby. D-A-Y-U-M, baby. This is the award for winner of worst song title and probably the worst song on the record so far. Or maybe it's one of the best, but I can't tell the difference because I've got such Florida Georgia line fatigue at this point. It reminds me of the movie Office Space where Peter tells the therapist that every day is the worst day of his life. At this point, each next song is probably the worst song of the album. Um, let me skip through, see if I have anything else to say. I mean, there, there were there were a lot of songs. Let's see. Uh, this is how we roll. This is the very next song, by the way, when I said every song's getting worse. Okay, this is definitely the worst song of the album because it features the worst bro country music artist there is, Gomer Pyle. This is in sync with southern accents and country, country instrumentation. Gomer Bryan is about as music about as about as bad as music gets. Um, people back home all these upbeat songs sound exactly the same. Twangy rapping doesn't work. Shouldn't be considered country. This is really bad pop. And I mean really 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 bad. Um, Hands on you. This is the last song. Thank God. The lyrics say I've been waiting on this for such a long time. Well, that's how I feel about this album coming to an end. (laughs) And I said the positives, good professional Nashville musicianship, but I'm sure these two douches in Florida Georgia line had absolutely zero to do with that. There's my review. You want to buy these records yet? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, what's the next one we're going to do? Let's do a five-finger death punch, American Capitalist.
1: I don't really have, like, notes on each individual song. Um, I'll tell you this. The name hurts them big time. It puts a massive, like, that's a massive no in most people's mm-hmm. minds. Um, I know, like, you were saying the other day, like, the drummer is, like, really well respected, you know? Mm-hmm. But I thought too many of the songs, it's just constant, that double double bass drum beat or whatever, mm-hmm. which kind of loses me. Um, there are times when the singer sings in a cleaner voice, his voice, I don't think his voice is that bad. But I feel like the, the growl and everything that he does, it's so forced. And it's like they have to come up with something to be mad about, like capitalism and stuff like that. And that's fine. A lot of people do really good with that. Megadeth has done a lot of good with like, being angry at the government and stuff like that. But Megadeth's lyrics are better. These lyrics, it's like almost it's a parody of somebody being angry. The guitar playing on it, I think it's really good. Um, I think if you took the name away and maybe you wrote some lyrics that are a little more personal, and I think it could be a better band.
0: I pretty much agree with everything. Uh, So this band, I don't... Thing. I mean, I don't listen, I listen, like I'm sure you don't, I don't listen to regular radio, but so I don't know if they ever get on the radio. I just know that they are a really popular band, I and mean, they have a really big following. And I would say probably in modern hard rock metal, one of the bigger bands. Megadeth is opening for them in Europe. And that that's just crazy to me, but, but I'm not surprised. And... This is a band. I I didn't know much about them. The only thing I really knew is I saw them – I saw a little bit of them at Memphis in May. And it was quite entertaining because the singer basically quit and walked off the stage. He had like a total breakdown. And I think that guy's had a lot of substance abuse issues. And I know that um, the guy from All That Remains and – Maybe it's a kill switch engaged guy as well. They filled in for some shows for him. I think he may have been in rehab. Um, so I think he's a very angry guy. And that night was a very embarrassing display that he put on. But as far as the band, yes, Jason Hook, who has played with everybody. Like I think when he, really, when he first really started out, he was with the Bullet Boys. And I remember this just because our days of all, you know, we look at uh, Metal Sludge and all that. And he he played with Alice Cooper, and but well, actually first he played with I think the Bullet Boys, and that opened doors for him. And he played with Mandy Moore, you know, which people can laugh at that, but it probably at the time it was the peak of her popularity. He probably got paid well, and um, probably may have been his best paying gig, you know, of his career. Well, I guess Five Finger Death Punch is done okay, but yeah, he's played with Alice Cooper. He's a good guitarist. This band was. Um, it's that style that I just don't really like. I think of it as kind of just, I'm not trying to sound pretentious or anything, but kind of like redneck hard rock metal. It's kind of had a disturbed feel to it. Yes. Okay, so let me, let me go to the first song. I put the title track, American Capitalist. Not nearly as bad as I expected. I went in expecting Disturbed or Shinedown, but it was way heavier. I also expected the redneck metal vocal stylings. The chorus had elements of Disturbed, but the verses had almost a metalcore vocal style. At the very least, the vocals in the verse were kind of like Seven du- early Seven Dust. Would I listen to this again? Probably not. Did I hate it? No. Um, and that was probably one of the stronger songs for me, because then I go, um, the next one, I said it was a drop off, I said the lyrics are lame. I said another song with the metalcore structure, more harsh vocals, during the chorus and singing during the verse, I didn't like this one. Um, I said the pride. This one is terrible. It definitely reminded me of guys with goatees, Oakleys, backward hats, and Monster Energy drinks. Um, Nickelback style lyrics. The verses were unlistenable. If I had to say something nice, I'd say the drums sounded pretty cool. Um, so coming down, this is the the Apple the music. This is the star one on Apple Music. So clearly a popular song. I said it was more listenable. I said it's more of these aggro lyrics that they have, just always like unnecessarily angry, macho. Uh, I said the music isn't bad, though, and his voice is decent in this one. It's the best one so far. I wouldn't really go back to it. Expected good guitar playing because Jason Hook is a good player, but I wasn't impressed until this one. I really liked the solo. Um I just put menacing. I said the opening screams dumb. He's trying so hard to be angry and edgy. The music is okay. The vocals are bad on this one. I said this is a good representation of what I was expecting, and that wasn't really a good thing. Um, I was just really starting to question why the guys, how they did become so popular. But then again, bands like Shine Down and Disturbed, and all those bands are really those are the popular hard rock metal bands. Um, and I just said how can people have this bad taste in hard rock and metal when there's such good stuff out there and i know i know again i'm gonna say music is subjective but this was just a, the same it was just a repeat like what you talked about david just these lame you know agro lyrics uh and i just put yeah we get it you're a tough guy and the world is out to get you and everyone is a threat to you and they are weak um but there was good guitar playing from hook really good drumming um uh, back for more that song <clears throat> i just said "Well, will get better if i crack open a monster energy drink uh i said the drumming is pretty solid that's in the coolest souling so far this song remembering everything i said slowing it down a bit actually not too bad woe is me lyrics not my style but it's not a bad song um i did just talk about the drummer again him being good and uh yeah, Hundred Ways to Hate. I said, might as well end the, lyric, end the album with a very macho, tough guy song title. Yeah, I said, a seventh grader could write these lyrics. Vocals, I thought were pretty bad on this. Guitar solo was really good. Uh, positives, I said, <laughs> I said, I guess it'd make a pretty good soundtrack for bullies as they are tormenting those who are not as cool as them. I said, Jason Hook is a good guitarist. His name is... Jeremy Jeremy Spencer Hyde is a good drummer um I wouldn't go back to it it was about what I expected I've heard worse music obviously we've already talked about worse music but I didn't I didn't like it
1: do you think they wear X body spray
0: probably so yeah probably so um yeah I mean this it, it just it, it's those bands that I named the disturbs this band, five finger death punch uh, Godsmack, um, stained. I know I'm naming older bands in this band. Um, shine down like the most popular probably rock band. And they're just awful. I mean, we easily could have put a shine down record on here, but, um, I put, I put all these bands in there together that just, They do very well. You know, they're they're successful bands. I just don't like them.
1: All right. Next album is Karma and Effect by Seether. And uh, I'll I'll admit, this is my favorite album we've listened to. I don't know if it's because the other stuff is just so horrible. But this really isn't bad. And it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I've kind of always had a negative... um, opinion of them because that song broken, which isn't a bad song, but to me, I just thought this was, I I don't know. I just didn't know what to think, but I I didn't think I was going to like it. If that makes any sense. Um, to me at times it seems like they're struggling. Are they kind of a new metal band or they're kind of like a third wave of grunge band, kind of like seven Mary three. Um, they're, they're wanting to sing about angst, and it seems kind of forced at times, but the musicianship I think is pretty good on it. If I were younger and went to listen to the, if I were 25 and listen to this now, I would probably really, really like it. Uh, but um, they, you know, they're actually coming here uh, with like three doors down uh, in a couple of weeks. And I was kind of my friend, Malia that I work with, she's a big Seether fan. And I was telling her I was going to, we were probably going to tool on it. And I said, I'll try not to be too harsh on it, but I really can't find a whole lot to make fun of on this album. Am, know, I, am, am I going to go listen to it again? Probably not. But if they come on the radio, I'm not going to turn it.
0: Well, let me tell you some stuff on here. I put, I said, so the first song, because of me, I said, and right with what you're saying, David, I said, I guess this is new metal metal slash grunge. His voice isn't bad. I just don't really like the style of the music. I wasn't really a fan of this song. Uh, let me see what I have. Um, so I, I put remedy. I said, this one has this, the the Apple Music star on it. I said the opening guitar is pretty cool. Uh, I can't put my finger on who, who the singer sounds like. I said he's way better than the Nickelback guy, but it's similar in style. And I said, uh, so I'm definitely kind of putting him in that that category like them and Godsmack, Shine Down, all that. Um, I said, I didn't love it, but I've heard worse. And let me just get to, uh, the gift. I said, a cool guitar intro. The song is pretty decent. I'd even be okay with hearing it again. Um, best I've heard from this band. Let's see. Um, I just put it burrito. I just put that it has the song of those bands of the early two thousands. Um, And then I finally kind of hit me who I thought thought he sounded like. I thought he reminded me of Aaron Lewis of Stained.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He reminded me of him. I put the song Never Leave. I said, again, these guys make pretty decent music. I just don't like the vocal style or the musical style as a whole. The chorus is okay. Listening to the lyrics made me think that this guy is Bob Dylan compared to the other albums we've listened to. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see, that song Tongue, I really didn't like that one. Uh, I'm the one, I said, I thought this was a a pretty good song. Probably my favorite from the album. Less new metal sound, more of a straight ahead rock song. The music is good, the vocals are good, until he starts doing some annoying screams towards the end. Um, Let's see, Plastic Man. That that was really the last true song on it. I said his vocals sound okay, the song is a bit long. And it's kind of boring as you wait for what seems to be an inevitable cranking of the volume that just never comes. Um, but I put, um, I'm just glad I'm not having to hear about pickups, beer buzzes, and tan lines. And I put, of the six records we listened to, easily the best. I said, after listening to the boat, the Bro Country Debacles, this was like listening to the '59 sound, "Gentlemen" or "Darkness on the Edge of Town." The lyrics aren't bad. It's not as repetitive as the other albums. Decent music, though I probably won't listen to it again. It wasn't a bad listen. It just wasn't for me.
1: I can see why people like them.
0: Yeah they're they're not they're not okay. Like I said, it's not the style of music I typically listen to, but they're good at what they do. And will I tool on this band? No. Um, if I was going to see... Okay, you mentioned, since you mentioned Megadeth. Seether's not as big as they were, but let's just say hypothetically Seether's opening for Megadeth, because it could happen. Mm-hmm. Would I get there early enough to see them? Yeah, I would. So I think we're saying on this, of these bad albums, we found one that really wasn't bad. So, okay. Well, there's a win. All right. So, yep, those are, so those are the ones that we are, that those are successful bands. And, um, now we're going to go to one that would be considered a, uh, I'll, why don't you just tell a little bit about this band and how they came on your radar. You told me about them first. Um, a lot of people that
1: are podcasting friends like this van, So guys don't take it offense to this. This is all well and good. I'm sure you guys make fun of some of the stuff me and Chris listened to. My wife's uncle texted me the other day and said, you guys sure do listen to some obscure stuff. And I go, Oh, not really. And then he's like, amigo and the devil. And like, okay. <laughs> you got me. So I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you people listening that or other podcasters make fun of the stuff we listen to. And that's, perfectly fine i i convinced sonny pooney to listen to my morning jacket album one time
0: and he ripped me for that so uh yeah it's all fun and games rip our artist yeah tell us you did tell us you did an episode ripping Death heaven you know i'll listen to it i mean it just it's just what we feel about this band so
1: anyway i was listening i forgot whose podcast they were all talking about this band heat and how great they were, and I was like, well, man, this sounds like really, really good. I need to go listen to it. And then I hit play, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, I, they're from somewhere over in Europe, and, uh, you know, I, I think. I think Sweden. I think they play a lot of these, like, festivals, you know, or, or like, these cruises and stuff like that. And so um, a lot of people apparently like them, and, and it's just not my it's not my cup of tea at
0: age 45. It's not mine I, either. And, uh, yeah, I was, um, I was surprised by, because yes, I know if you, there's a good chance if you are listening to us, you've never heard of this band, but they are actually very popular with that, with that, um, the people that love the old eighties metal and hair bands and still listen to it. You know, I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself a little bit with a positive. I, I put on positives here. I said, it's new music for those that want to hear 80s cock rock, and that's okay. They definitely don't shy away from their love of that kind of music. I respect them for sticking to their guns and doing what is largely considered dated, and by some, laughable, but in, you know, instead of trying to do something that's seen as popular and more respected. So I do respect that, and I mean, they are keeping the music alive for people that really like it, and... You know, just because we always talk about the nostalgia of, um, bands that came out of the eighties and early nineties, it doesn't mean I can't still like bands that have a little bit of that sound. Like I'll tell you one that's not, wasn't quite a hair band, but had a little bit of that type sound going back to the, maybe at least the early nineties was a band, um, biters, absolutely fantastic band, um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's had an album that's it's been like in the works for...
1: Tuck Smith or something like that? Yeah,
0: that's it. It's been in the works for a long time, and I i cannot wait to hear it. I love the songs he's released. He did an EP of cover songs. Um, I say that to say that the, and then that I'm not just stuck on the nostalgia aspect. Uh, you take in some of these bands... Okay, Striper. I didn't grow up a Striper fan, but in recent years as they've been putting out records... I really like these records. That's not coming for somebody who's listening to it because it's nostalgic. I'm listening to Striper as a somewhat new band for me, and I like those records. So just because I listen to Poison, I listen to Motley Crue, Faster Pussycat, all these bands, it doesn't mean that that's a part of just bringing back sentimental values that I go back to. I like it, and I still like some of that kind of stuff. I just don't like this, and we'll get into a little bit more reasons why all right
1: so this is Heat 2 H period E period A period T and this is a it album period and this is <laughs> this is Heat 2 all right I'm gonna start us off with the first song kind of their classic Rock Your Body I need some skin on skin that's <laughs> that's how we that's how <laughs> we start all off I go the chorus could be one of the wor- top 10 worst ever Rock Your Body Rock Your Body Get a Little Crazy I go. Was this a time waits song? <laughs> laughing out loud. And then I got. Just let me in. We will take it sin by sin. We are burning dynamite. I go. This is bad by poison standards.
0: Yeah, I put cheesy '80s intro. I said the riff was extremely dated. The singer comes in with lyrics that would make that that would embarrass Nickelback. I said lyrically one of the worst songs I've heard in years. The chorus is horrible. Absolutely zero redeeming qualities of this song. Give it to me, baby, before the solo is just ridiculous. Um, and I was going to say some of the same stuff you said. Uh, I think you you got the uh, worst lyrics. Uh, I will just elaborate um, on this because you said here we begin. I need some skin on skin. Your feline eyes, they are kryptonite. They are my kryptonite. Now, now, just let me in. We'll take it sin by sin. When we ignite, we're burning dynamite. Um, God. Um, yeah, that, that's bad. All right. What do you got next?
1: All right. Another song I have dangerous ground. I just got dangerous ground, dangerous ground. I'm bound across the red line.
0: Okay. Now, such, such, I, such danger. Before I go on with mine, I want to say that you're not going to hear the element of surprise that David and I have but this is absolute 100% true. We're both driving to work the other morning and we're talking. And what I'm gonna to say towards the end of my comments on here is almost verbatim what David had. And I'll let him read what he actually wrote. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, or whenever it gets to that point, it may not be for this particular song, David, I guess it wasn't, but I said, the intro isn't as bad as the previous song. It reminds me of someone who would be on an 80s, 90s shrapnel records release. The difference is those singers were thrown on shred guitar-oriented records. The music on this record is marginal. The chorus sounds like it would be on some terrible 80s movie when a bullied kid is training for a fight, maybe Karate Kid 3.
1: That's pretty much what I said. I was like, it's going to be like an 80s rom-com or teen drama, and it's going to be when the whoever the uh, the main character is trying to make their comeback against somebody or something, and they're going to be training and getting everything on. And I was like, you know, kind of like in Karate Kid.
0: Well, I, I said, I said, come clean. I said uh, that I, this is another for me a bad synth opening. I said it, it sounds again sounds like it's from a cheesy '80s movie. I said the chorus isn't terrible though. I could hear someone like Bon Jovi or Journey having a chorus like this in the 80s. So there's, I mean, that, honestly, I mean, that one I could see it being it having been a, a hit for another band. I have um, on here the beat, the tone, the
1: musicality sound the exact same on every song. I they said, do. I said the use of the keyboard on here does the instrument an injustice. Uh, so many of these songs sound like they should be ground, background music on a really bad 80s teen comedy movie.
0: I mean, we're we're so some of so similar. Um, So I put for the song Adrenaline, I said that intro so bad. This album might interest people. This might interest this might interest people that are into Autograph or other terrible '80s bands who use keyboards. It's funny because this one makes me think of some terrible '80s movie too. I can envision some kid putting on his Walkman and cranking this song as he's riding his bike as fast as he can on the way to the arcade um nothing to say i put this song makes me wish i was listening to the storm similar type of balladry just worse the o o o in sync with the keyboards lame it's like
1: the same beat it's this overly compressed guitar and they got the keyboard up loud enough in the background to where you hear it constantly it's almost like it sounds like a cross between a bad journey cover band and michael bolton
0: yes I mean, I, I definitely went with the Journey reference a couple of times. Um, there was another one I had on here, I, I believe. I'm trying to find where it was. I, I know I put another one on there, but oh, I guess not. But uh, yeah, I mean, just some of the other songs about Victory, I said, that was, I said, almost unlistenable. Um, I said, I said, this is, this one's bad. The chorus is terrible. Um, Actually we are gods. I said getting bummed that I still have six songs to listen to after this one. Again, a really bad chorus. The keyboards are annoying. One of the worst so far. And you know, I don't really remember, maybe I've tried to forget, but just because it says we are gods, let's, let's check it. Let's take a little break and hear some of these lyrics. One way to heaven, one way to hell, mankind's salvation, only time will tell. Many men believe the tables, they all fall in line. But there are many among us who believe in truth. Let me hear hear you know, we are gods. We are gods of the universe. Stand up, get up, get on your feet. We're not going to make believe because we are gods. One man to save us, one man enslaved. Indoctrination from cradle to grave. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's not real strong. Um, it's just so bad. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it, it's almost like I wish they'd just come out and go, we're trolling people. We're just a, a European version of Steel Panther.
0: Yeah, that I was I was I knew that's where you're probably going to go with this when you said that. Um, okay, let's see. Heaven must have won an angel. <laughs> I said after seeing the song title, my expectations my expectations were very low. Unfortunately, my low expectations weren't exceeded. The song title, I would. this is a song title I would have sketched in a notebook when I was in middle school dreaming about my crush. Um, these lyrics, let's see. Oh, I've got to look away. I can't stand myself in the mirror. What should I have done? Am I, the, am I one with the rain because the tears won't stop falling and nothing remains? Hiding, trying, falling, blinding silence, killing. What have I been searching for and hidden deep within? One day, one day, somehow, somehow, well, look in your eyes. Because heaven must have won an angel. One day, one day, somehow, somehow, I will look in your eyes. Heaven must have won an angel. I, I mean, I guess. Is it, I, I'm, I'm so focused on, and I can't get past Rock Your Body. I read every one of these expecting another Rock Your Body. The fact is, when I read something like this, could L.A. Guns have written something like this lyrically? Yeah, probably. But uh doesn't mean I can't goof on it now but uh what and, else and, you gotta and, and
1: another thing I quit I quit writing because they're all the, all the songs are the same I just I also love how like they're fighting for rock and they're fighting for love uh. <laughs> we gotta fight for rock and we're the rock warriors and we're fighting for love I mean it's like we have nothing we can possibly say that's important so we're just gonna fight for rock
0: well you know they I just I'm just coming on to something here they they said we are gods and then we have rise and it's like because they're sweden it's like they're trying to become i guess like an Amana or marth because they're trying to go i think they're trying to hint at some of this viking imagery and it says so the song rise i just put the chance dumb so this song's dumb the album's dumb um and i said the redeeming quality is the guitar solo is probably my favorite on the album and so the song rise it says i've decided to forever be free of your lies Hear a cry the night, it's the sound of a raging crowd. Sooner or later you will burn. Out of the ashes a brave new world. Something is waiting, something grows. All for one and one for all. It's time to rise. No one can make us hide away. Rise, we are the sign in the northern sky. Rise, no one can take away our pride. Rise, we are the sign in the northern sky. So it's, I guess, like I said, they're trying to be like a Iman and Marth on this, but uh, just not... Not quite the same. And, and, you know, one thing I put when I was going through, um, I was going through Under the under the Gun. I, I wrote on this, I, was, I just said, the, again, how dated the keyboards were. And I said, how could they be listed? And I'm talking about that that Monsters of Rock Cruise or whatever that is. They're listed on the lineup. I'm assuming they're playing, at, all these bands are playing before, for heat, Pat Tra- Travers, Y and T, Rose Tattoo, Mike Tramp, Black and Blue, Lillian and Axe, Faster Pussycat, Dangerous Toys. According to that lineup, they're all going on before heat. What is wrong with this world? I mean, how do how does Faster Pussycat? I mean, okay, if you're listening to this if you're listening to us right now, and you like these old bands, surely between Faster Pussycat, Dangerous Toys, and Mike Tramp of White Line. I'm just we'll just stick with those three. Surely those three, at least one of them you really liked, and were pretty popular. And they gotta go on before heat. Doesn't make sense to me. Bizarro world. But
1: I mean yeah, I could under, I could understand if it's like Rival Sons or somebody like that that's actually good,
0: you know? Yeah but I mean, or at least, or at least like hugely popular. It, it like, okay. Greta uh, Van Fleet. D- yeah. I hate Greta Van Fleet. I hate them. I could do, a, I could put them on this list, but they're very popular. So I get them going on. I just didn't know heat was this popular with, with, uh, rock fans. Apparently they are. And that came off as a surprise, but I, uh, I don't think I really had much other stuff on here. Um, Yeah, let's see. see if we're going to go with more Viking themes. Because it says victory. I'm just wondering. Um, I'm sure it's
1: about fighting for love or fighting for rock.
0: Well, it says standing strong, born to ride into the storm, always searching for the righteous way to go. They are the light. They are the children of the night. On the hunt to bring the masters to their knees. With their hearts in their hands, make a stand for the ultimate win. Victory forever. They'll fight. Born to stay alive. Victory. They never back down. They're heroes of our time. Victory forever, they'll fight, born to stay alive. Victory, they never back down, they're heroes of our time. Okay, so of all the songs I've read, to these songs, now that we're sitting here doing this, and I didn't. I just listened to the songs, I, only, I couldn't get past Rocky Body. <laughs> but after that one, when I compare these songs, well, they're better than Florida Georgia Lion and um, Luke Bryan lyrically. Oh, I'd listen so to I, Heat before I would those other two. Oh, I definitely would. I mean I, I would I would rather listen to this Heat album. Like I would say I'd rather listen to it ten times in a day than listen to those two albums just each playing them once. And I mean that. It it those were really bad. But now when I'm going through some of these heat lyrics, no. They're not Brian Fallon. They're not Tom Waits. But are they much worse than other stuff? Probably not. But is "Rock Your Body"? Yes, a resounding yes. That is lyrically. I mean, Bonds or uh, Brian Young of ACDC would blush. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he would blush. I think Steve Sex Summers of Pretty Boy Floyd would be embarrassed. I mean, these are uh, those are bad. Just not not great music. Um, I don't get the popularity, but well, let's do this, David, as we start to wrap up. Um, give me your uh, your number one. I know is going to be Seether, and that's mine too. I'm going to see their number one. Give me your number two.
1: It'd probably be Five Finger Death Punch.
0: I think I would probably take that as number two as well. Your number three.
1: That's tough. This is the first time it gets really tough. All right, so our final four are Luke Bryan, Florida Georgia Line, Heat, and what's the other one? Crocus. Crocus. I would probably go
0: Crocus. I think I would, too, because there is some of that Judas Priest ACDC type that I I hate the vocals, but I can deal with it. So, so far, we're in agreement, total agreement.
1: And then I would go, hold on, all right, we have Florida Georgia Line. Um, I would have to say Heat. Me, too. And then Luke Bryan and then Florida Georgia Line.
0: We are super, super close, just flip. Luke Bryan and Florida Georgia Line, they're the same, and, and I, and they are, they are. I mean, you're, they're both, yeah, they're pretty much equally bad. Uh, I think the, I think here's here's the difference. So you mentioned Pro Tools, and as much as I hated Florida Georgia Line, the Pro Tools hides that annoying voice, like you got that annoying voice of. Luke Bryan, that that I wish was was better here, better better uh, washed out. I, I I wish I wish it was edited a little better because his voice. I mean, you said it before I did. It's so annoying, and so because of his voice, that puts him right behind. I think them and Florida Georgia Line, as bad as it was, and it was really really bad it was upbeat and it had really good musicianship on it. So now if I'm rating their album on a scale of one to 10, I mean, it, it's a one. And I mean, for sure. And so is Luke Bryan. Um, I hope I never hear either one of these albums again. If I did, if I do hear it, I've done something bad. I've gone to prison. Somebody's found this recording and they found the way to punish me and they're playing these albums on repeat. <laughs> As I'm begging for mercy and begging them to play Heat.
1: Wow. You think we made some people mad
0: this week? Um, Maybe only some of the podcast people we talked about just because... Uh, and we weren't that hard on Heat. Honestly. I mean, we were, but... We weren't as hard on him as I thought we would. No. We were we were only brutal on two. Um only brutal on two. Uh, didn't have it, there's only one where we really weren't hard on him, and that's Cedar. And We weren't we weren't hard on that and uh, but the other Cether really wasn't bad. No. It wasn't. I mean, we easily could have picked somebody other. And maybe we'll do this again sometime. Maybe we'll just do a best. A, a, we talked about doing a Kid Rock one. Yeah, I feel like Kid Rock would go fall. I mean, I'm not, I know it's not the same music as Seether, but I feel like it would fall in line with the Seether, in my opinion, to where you're going to hear enough to where it's like, if nothing else, be like, oh yeah, I remember that song getting blasted in college. And then, okay, I, I can deal with that. I feel like it wouldn't be as bad. Um, but. I think we need to. It'd be tough, but I think we need to. If we do it again, we need to pick a Nickelback record. I mean, that's who everybody likes to tool on now. Is Nickelback. Um, Oh, as we start to wrap up before we go, I'll give a uh, a bit of a palate cleanser because we didn't. We just talked to listening to Ron Adams. I'm going to give. I'm going to give a a a thank you to our uh, our friend Rune, recommending another band that I've really started listening to a lot he and I we've talked about it we flip music back and forth like crazy and I never think it's terrible I never really think any of it's bad some, right. some of it hits me and some of it doesn't. this hit me it's a band called Lonely the Brave and they're out of're um, out of somewhere in uh, in the UK and they've got three albums they had one that just came out this year it's called the Hope List. Different singer from um, the first two records, and what I read on what I read on uh, Wikipedia is the singer quit because he was having let's see, it was it wasn't it wasn't like a bad thing. Let me see, it says uh, okay, it says on March it says on March eleventh, two thousand eighteen, the band announced via a heartfelt email to fans that David Jakes would be leaving for mental health reasons. And in August, 2018, he was replaced by Jack Bennett, but they're both really good singers. And all three of the albums are good. Uh, You, you might like it, David. I mean, it's not, um, it's not, not weird music. This just says the band takes its inspiration from eclectic set of sources like Bruce Springsteen, Pearl Jam, and the Deftones. Uh, so, You know, if you, since we talked about really bad music, there's some good new music to end on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as usual, you always have something out of left field, which people are going to make
0: fun of us for, which is fine. Well, make fun of me all you want, because you know what? You listen to Heat. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, I'm not so sure that anybody that listens to us, though, and they may, and if they do, it's okay. But I'm not sure that anybody that listens to us listens to Florida Georgia Line or Luke Bryan. I hope not. They might. Could, I could see them maybe listening to any of these other bands. And I'm sure these guys we're talking about that are into Heat, I would put money on it, that they love Crocus. If Steve, Steve, if you're listening, if you and BC do not like Crocus... I will be shocked. I'm sure you love that band. Because you love all, all the all the early oh, 80s We stuff. should have done a Lizzie Borden album. Huh. But we don't know that he sucks bad because we don't listen to it. We assume he sucks. <laughs> or the band sucks. We don't know that. I so know, but I can, it would have been fun just to have fun with BC. It would, but I can I can say in all honesty... I don't know whether I like or dislike Lizzie Borden. I know that it's like this whole weird kind of trying to be like wasp type shot value imagery, but I don't know a thing about the music.
1: So, well, next time you hear from us, we're going to be talking about the worst power ballads.
0: Yeah. Which could be really, really good. It will be. I'm going to have to do a lot of thinking on this and I'm probably going to have to get, uh, get help from, um, from Google. There's some bad look ones up, out there. Look up hair ballads. I'm not gonna even Google worst ones because if I if I if I Google worst, some idiot's gonna say, I remember you. You know, so I'm not gonna go off of that. I just wanna Google eight like eighties metal ballads and I will see some stuff that rings a bell. I already got one in my mind right now, and it's like really, really bad. So I've got some guess, horrible ones. Yeah, I'll come up with some stuff. All right, so oh, we're gonna we're hard. gonna
1: keep this theme going the month of July. We don't know what we're gonna do after worst power bats. We may do worst hair. I don't know. Uh worst knows?
0: imagery could be one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll Crocus f- could, cro- could re enter the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. We'll be with you again next week.